Welcome to the SOAP video series from Oak Tree Community Church in South Bend, Indiana. We're working our way through the book of Job, and uh, we've sort of been slogging through it. We've been taking it in in chunks where we get to hear an entire conversation, right? Yeah, an entire speech of yeah. somebody, and usually the reply. To yeah, it. yeah. So one of Job's friends talks, and then he replies, and then yeah. we cut it off there, which means this time we're only uh, doing two chapters for yeah, this so, set. So we're on week six, and we're doing chapters 18 and 19. Okay. And I got to tell you, it's a lot like chapters one through eighteen or one through one <laughs> through seventeen. Yeah, I mean, there's some depressing things here, right? Yeah. Er, early on, we we know bad things happen to Job, and now it's trying to figure out why and what to do about it. Right. And and we've gone through three sets of or a full set with the three guys uh, with speeches. Um, last week we got the first round of the second speech. There really wasn't much different. No. And this week, there's a little difference in here. We do pick up some new information, um, but maybe we should move on elsewhere too and maybe talk about some other things. Yeah. Uh, but before we get there, um, with the second speech with Bill Dad, it's harsher, much like last week's speech, speech was. Um, but Job gives some new information. He's, he says... When, when he responds in chapter 19, um, my kinsmen have failed me. My relatives have deserted me. Mm-hmm. It's really the first time that we've, we've heard that. And then he also says, my close friends detest me. Now, I don't know if he's talking about but the three friends that are guys, there. Yeah. Which you could, there's some detest there mm-hmm. uh, where, because they think they've sinned. Uh, but certainly his friends in, in town seem to be that way. Yeah. And also the city people are against him. Yep. And if we think about it from you know the the time, uh, a terrible tragic thing has happened to this guy. Yet he's still alive. Everybody's thought process is he sinned mm-hmm. and God punished him. Mm-hmm. And it's not only the three three friends thinking that; it's this whole city. Right. So um, we had said before that some time has probably passed here. Enough time seems to have passed that Job has gone into the city. And he sees that people have have are shunning him or detesting him. And, yeah. Or or you know he's got some in you know he hears about it here yeah. you know yeah. Or the servant goes in town and right. Wow. <laughs> or his wife. Yeah. You know it's, he's yep. I mean, even, even he says in verse in chapter nineteen verse seventeen my breath is repulsive to my wife. You know don't forget she was the one who told him just curse God and die get this over with and he wouldn't do it so. Yeah, there is a will to live. There, there's the will yeah. to live, but is she on the other side thinking, you know, why are you doing this to me? Why are why are you holding out? What's the what's the thing here? She doesn't understand what's going through his heart and mind. Possibly, right? She won't come near him. I mean, for for physical reasons, she won't come near him. She doesn't know if he's contagious. She doesn't right. know, you know. So there's. We keep saying, you know, he hasn't lost his wife, but obviously there's a a, a disconnect and a distance there, right. even with his wife. Everybody seems to have deserted him at this point, except for the three guys who are willing to sit there and yell at him. <laughs> right, right. Where he's not getting much help. Where he's not getting much <laughs> help at all. So, so we know that um, Satan attacked Job a, a couple times. The the second time was with boils. Mm-hmm. So, does he still have boils at this time? 
I mean, we don't know, right? But yeah. You know, even if, I mean, there were some kind of boils or sores said from the top of his head to the bottom of his foot, front and back. Right. You can't stand. You can't sit. You can't lay down. You can't right. do anything. Uh, he was, he had some broken pottery that he was yes. scratching himself yeah. with. You would think at some point they're going to break open. They're going to, did they get infected? Did they not get, if, right. you know, I mean, there's all sorts of nasty that could be going on there. Are they drying out? Is he all scarred now? You know, right. you know, whatever it is, what we're reading is not everything. Right. Right. I would like to take an opportunity too, because uh, it, it is redundant. And I think that that's, it's uh, intentional and it, they are dragging it out. I think that's intentional to just try to give us a little feel for just how low he is and how, uh, you know, um, all these bad things are happening in, to his life. But I do think that we can put Job in with categories. And, and, you know, bad, there's two categories really. Bad things can happen to good people and good things can happen to bad people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we think about it from the standpoint of Job that has bad things happen to a good person, if it happens to us or a good person we know, what should we do about it? You know what are what are our responsibilities? So let's say let's say the first one a bad thing happens to us. Yell at God. That's, that's, <laughs> well, that, that's what you get out of Job. <laughs> that's right? what I get out of Job. <laughs> Mine was a little different. Mine was examine ourselves oh. <laughs> to see if we need to change. Yeah, right. Which is, he did do. Is there is there something in our lives though that that we need to change? Is God trying to get our attention? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a valid place to start, especially if we think we're right. Yeah. Now we know we're not righteous uh, yeah. by, by any means. There's always something wrong with us, but is God asking us to change in some way? Yeah. Now, some people take that to the far extreme, which is what the guys are doing, right? Yeah. They're saying if something is bad, then God is punishing you. God is, you know, whatever. And so every time somebody gets sick, oh, you've sinned. Every time yep. somebody has a financial, you know, whatever, an emergency, yep. oh, you know, God is, you know, getting you back for something, you know, that's karma theology. We don't, that's not biblical, right? You know, even though they're presenting it in yeah. the Bible, it's not right. biblical, right? right? But that doesn't mean that God can't use those things to get our attention, so we want to find that balance between it never happens and it always happens. Yep. Right. Well, well, another thing that can happen is we can be tested. Yeah. Um, and it, it does seem like a test that that is oh, that is happening here. Um, I'm not positive if Job is being tested or if Satan is being tested. <laughs> Maybe a little, a little bit of both. Bit of yeah. <laughs> on there, uh, but the idea is um, we even say in our with our path. Uh, where we go down, right? So you're supposed to gain knowledge. And every now and then when you gain knowledge, you realize, I need to change in some way. And you're not going to change everything overnight, but at some some points in time, you're going to use self-control, which is another step in the path, and say, I want to take a stand here. I want to make this change. And, of course, perseverance has to go in here, prayer, helpful. And at some point in time, if you keep going around that, um. You know, you're magically closer to God. Well, there's not magic there, right? right? Yeah. Right? Uh, but but more than likely, there'll be a test. There's going to be a test. And in fact, that step of perseverance um, is every step on the path 
has a, a commitment that needs to be made in order to move forward, right? right? Well, the commitment for perseverance is choosing to trust God in every test, temptation, and trial. Tests, we say, uh, like faith tests like this, um, Genesis 22, God tested Abraham's faith, whatever. Faith tests come from God. And the purpose is to show us that our faith is lacking, that we need to grow, and to help us stand up and grow, right? right? Uh, temptations usually, according to James 1, come from come inside, from right? Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that nobody else can tempt us, but there's stuff, there are temptations that are happening all over the place that you can walk right past and it doesn't tempt you. It may tempt somebody else, but it doesn't tempt you because it ultimately comes from inside. Yep. Trials come from external sources, come from Satan, come from Satan's world, come from enemies, come from, uh, you know, this world system, whatever. But wherever our, whether it's a test from God, a temptation from our own sin nature or a trial from an external source, Perseverance says, I choose to trust God to help me grow through this. Whatever I don't really care the source, but I need to grow through this. And at, that always takes humility. And that's yeah. something that I think we see Job starting with, but not ending with. And I don't see that anywhere with the other three guys. I don't see a right. lot of humility here. Right. Right. Well, in their lives, they are the rich one. They are the elders. They are making decisions, I assume, for their communities and definitely their households. Yeah. Um, which they're in a leadership role, not a humility role, which yeah. uh, is difficult to be in both. Yeah. And, and, and you know, of course, it's not impossible. And, yeah. and some of the best leaders are humble leaders, yeah. you know. And, and But if we're going to... If we're going to choose to, you know, I like to say God's glory in our growth, right? God's glory in our growth. That takes a lot of humility. Yeah. And when we study through the New Testament, what we find is that great faith is not about big things that we do. And, you know, I'm going to have this great faith for God. and great. The greatest faith is the most humble faith. And I think that that's what makes that distinction. Yeah. Um, as a new Christian, you're always like, okay, God, I'm ready. You know, put me through a trial. Where is it? <laughs> and then the first little thing happens, ah, you fall apart. <laughs> you hate me. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I, I would also say Job, Job is almost every week looking for an answer from God. Yeah. Are we always going to get an answer from God? Nope. Yeah. Well, let me qualify that. We'll get an answer, but it might not be one that we want. <laughs> well, and you know, but yeah, but, not now. Yeah, not now. Later, you know, but um, some. But we you may can be not. Quiet. Yeah, we may not get an answer at all. At least right. in this life, we may not really understand certain parts of our existence until we die. We see him, and we finally get to ask. Like we say, you know, I've got so many questions for God. One of the questions that he rarely seems to answer at least with a satisfactory answer is why he answers a lot of questions in the bible but that question of why usually just comes back to because that's what i want to do and i will glorify glorify myself you know again glory and growth his glory our growth that seems to be the answer right so even us being able to talk to god doesn't mean that we're going to get a 
I mean, I'm sure it'll be satisfactory to us at the time, <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe not in this lifetime. Yeah, yeah, not not now. There's, we all go through things where we are just not satisfied with the answer. Right. And, well, it's not what we want to hear. Yeah. Right. And I think that's where it comes back to humility as well. Yeah. You know, when yeah, we when we are truly humble before <clears throat> God, and, and He decides to say yes, no, wait, or nothing at all. Are we will are we willing to accept that? And that's pretty tough. Okay. So now let's switch let's switch gears here. Now um, something bad happens to a good friend, and that good friend's a Christian, and we're assuming we're all Christians here also. What's our obligation to that person? Um, well, apparently, <laughs> yeah, we get to yell at him. You yell at him. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> I think, you know, there's, uh, Paul said, we rejoice with those who rejoice, we weep with those who weep. And what I have found is that if, if we're not really rejoicing or, 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 um, uh, if we, if all we do is rejoice with those who rejoice, let me put it this way. If all we do is we rejoice, but we don't weep with those who weep, don't we call that fair weather, you know, friends, yeah, fair weather right. fans. You know, I'm I'm there with right. you during the good stuff, but yeah. you know, and, and and let's be honest, I don't want to be with anybody during the bad stuff. Right. I I don't right. like sitting with people during during sad times. You know, I right. got enough sad times in my life. Why do I want to have yours too? Yeah. Right. But that's part of friendship and right and community. Well, and right? we and we so. I'll say we, you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> really mean me. Um, you know, I don't want to bother them. Yeah. Because uh, I, you know, I don't know what they're going through. But frankly, if they're a good enough friend, we should be like Job's friends and, and at least be there. Yeah. I mean, we, we criticize them each week, but they showed up. They did show up. Yeah. How yeah. many people didn't show up, right? Right. And And I think it's one of the reasons that we don't show up for people is because we don't know what to say. I think that's a good thing because yeah. sometimes showing up and not saying anything is the best thing that you can do. Yeah, from the standpoint of let the other person talk, sometimes it might even be a vent. Yeah. Uh, it's not personal. They're not venting at you. They're venting yeah, they on just you. Need to, yeah. they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on in their life. They're, yep. they're Job, right? They're... All right, God did this to me. Oh, why? You know, and what we got to do is not be the friends <laughs> from that standpoint of, okay, you've sinned, confess your sin, and let's move on. Now, you know, I think we know a little more than that. Let's, uh, and let's it's let okay them talk. To, it's okay, and it's okay to bring stuff like that up. Hey, have you thought about these things? Just yeah. not keep pounding on it over and over and over. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, are we there? You know, in, in our role, some people, a lot of times people, call us to be there and yeah. they want they're asking questions they want advice or counsel a lot of people don't a lot right. of people just if you show up you're not there because they're asking you for your advice they're not asking you to talk you know just you know maybe just don't talk maybe you pray maybe you say maybe whatever but you're not there to give advice so don't give advice right right so wow. yeah I mean, it's, it's, we can, until we're in the situation, we yeah, can't know, know what the person's going through. Exactly. 
Right. They didn't know what Job was going through, and we've come back to this multiple times. You know, they're coming at it more from an intellectual standpoint. He's coming at it from an emotional standpoint. Neither one is completely right, but neither one is completely wrong. Right. Right. Job seems to sometimes forget logic, forget wisdom, forget history, and live purely in emotion. And these guys, that's all they bring to it, and they seem heartless. You know, where's where's that the balance? Middle ground. Yeah, right. yeah. Extremes are almost always wrong, right? Where's that balance? And um, um, uh, I, I wanted to bring out one thing. Even in the net, you know, some you know sometimes we have uh, these sayings. That, you know, where do these sayings come from? There's a saying that's been around forever, apparently four thousand years, because <laughs> in chapter nineteen, verse twenty, uh, I don't want you to miss it. You know, when you were growing up, did, my grandma always used to say something about, uh, you know, by the skin of my teeth, by the skin of your teeth. You ever hear that one? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yep. There it is, chapter 19, verse 20. I've escaped alive with only the skin of my teeth. So it's biblical. It's biblical. That's right. 4,000 years. It's amazing how many sayings, quotes, and stuff come from the Bible. So yep. it's not all bad stuff in Job. Occasionally we... The other thing is... Um, there are a couple other things here in chapter 19 I wanted to bring out. One of them is in 23 and 24. He says, Oh, that my words were written down. Oh, that they were written on a scroll. Oh, that with an iron chisel and with lead, they were engraved in a rock forever. Well, I don't know about that necessarily, but here we are 4,000 years still reading his words, still right. discussing them. So he sort of got his wish, yeah, which is did. sort of cool, right? Yeah, yeah really is. But then he says in the next two verses, which is just amazing. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives. I don't know what theology of a Redeemer he had at that point, but this right. is pretty amazing. And that at the last, he will stand upon the earth. So he's thinking some kind of... Yeah, somebody up in heaven that's going to come down. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, I will see God. So some kind of a hope of a resurrection, too, and, and seeing an God after his afterlife, but still in his flesh. So there's a ton of really neat theology that it's sometimes we think we've got the corner on because we've got the New Testament. Yeah. 4,000 years ago. He yeah. had a theology of That's a, a redeemer, of a re re resurrection, of a seeing God afterwards, you and, know, yeah. earthbound thing. Being there, yeah. I will see God. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure we mentioned that. I don't want you to gloss over that because I, we've said a couple of times there's a, a ton of really great theology in here. These, these gems that are just sort of um, uh, embedded in all of this depression. I don't want you to miss the gems. Right, because right. there, there's some really good stuff in chapter 19 here. Right. So, right. next time we'll come to uh, Zophar's round two, which I'm sure will be so good. Enthralling. <laughs> Enthralling. <laughs> Until then, uh, if you have questions or comments, we would love to hear those. Uh, you can send them our way either uh, below in the comments or shoot us an email. Uh, otherwise, share this with your family and friends, and we will see you back here next time. Okay.